to another episode of an extra dose podcast. We're so excited to be back with you guys this week and we have some fun topics to share with you guys like always. So we're going to just kind of get right into it. We have been back, you know, it's fall. We're in the full swing of fall. I feel like it's still, we had some cooler days recently, but we're back into warmer weather. But anyway, Hope you guys checked out our previous episode. I think it was the last one, the one before we talked about fall capsule wardrobe. So in case you're trying to build up your wardrobe for fall, you don't know what pieces to include. We shared a whole episode on Sam Willie explained every piece that you would need in your closet. So, (laughs) And I shared a bunch of links. This is Alexis talking. I shared a bunch of links in the show notes to shop different ideas or to get some inspo. So hopefully you guys are building up your wardrobe. I don't know if any of us are really going out much, but... You know, for the one time a week that you do something, you can have a cute outfit. So we, since summer ended, we went and got a facial the other day. Well, probably like a week ago. And um, we went to this place called O-V-M-E. I don't know how to pronounce it. O-V-M-E? O-V-M-E? I don't know. I don't know if it's like, um, I don't know if it's just, just stand, it might yeah. just stand for O-V-M-E. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But that's the place. Um, they do have them in different cities like Atlanta and a few other spots. I know one of you guys messaged me saying that it's your go-to spot in Atlanta. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's in a great spot location in Dallas, very close to everything. We both got hydrofacials there and I honestly don't get facials as much as I need to because I do a lot of stuff at home. I try to exfoliate and use a bunch of other cool tools that I'll mention in a second, but um, it's nice to treat yourself to a facial. I think it's important to do once, you know, self care. They told me, well, and I've been told this lots of times to do it once a month if you can, which I am not, like I just said, I'm not very good at doing, but, um, it's a good way to treat yourself and it's relaxing. Your skin feels so glowy. They massage your face. So it feels amazing. Who doesn't want that? And I am like weird, but I like when they do the extractions. I, it, it's like, it feels good to me because I'm like, you're getting all this like gross stuff out. And I like, this is really bad, but I pick up my face all the time in the mirror. So I'm like, at least let the professionals do it. <laughs> um, but if you're wearing something you can do at home, we've shared this in other episodes, but we have a tool that we love to use and it's a microneedling tool. It's called the Isabel Glow Pro Blush Crush Set. And what it does, you basically roll it on your face. It makes these little micro puncture, it's not really a puncture wound, but it's like these little... Go, wait a minute, it's not going to No, it's like these little little holes in your face but it doesn't doesn't really make real holes in your face it just makes these little tiny microscopic holes and it allows your body to produce more collagen and allows your serums and your oils that you apply to your face to sink in deeper so it really just makes your your fine lines look better it makes your your face look more plump and you they have different attachments you can apply one on your lips so it really makes your lips look plumper and they also have some a bunch of other cool stuff on their site if you guys want to check it out but that's the one we use the most our mom uses it too we use it two to three times a week it's just easy to use during your skincare routine or you can you can even be scrolling through instagram yeah, you while you do it instagram, watching a show yeah watching a tv show catching up on your shows while you do it so if you guys want to try anything on their website you can use code double dose for 15 percent off and thank you to them for sponsoring this episode and moving on to another topic we're going to be talking about cortisol i know you guys have probably heard cortisol you know so many times I feel like it's such a common term but um, I've been chatting with a lot of you guys, and obviously Sam and I have more, been more aware of it, you know, the last couple of years with our health issues. But 
We've talked about stress on here and stress management and CBD oil and all these kind of things that you we can do. We have a do. few different episodes. One, one is, on, if you can tell, this is something yeah, that really say, You can us. see that it really hits home for There's us. There's one on CBD covering all the, like, what CBD is, how it works in your body, everything like that. And then also we all talk about a brand that we like a lot that we use all the time with this with a nice little discount code if you guys want to try that one. But we really talk touch on all bases about CBD, so not just that specific brand. And then we have one on anxiety. We have one on meditation, um, so which I need to get back on. <laughs> but so those are all ones that you guys can reference back if you guys are looking for something on that. Yeah, so cortisol is something that we've all probably heard of. It's called... The, stre- the quote stress hormone is what it's all it's known for. It's most the most important hormone in your body because it touches every other system in your body. So it explains why you've definitely heard about it. But it helps control so many things like your blood sugar levels, your metabolism, and your blood pressure. It can affect your sleep quality, your sex life, and stuff with memory and health during your pregnancy. So, so many things. So, if your cortisol is out way out of whack, which ours has been and probably is currently, um, it can really affect so many things in your body. So, one of the main things that we've you've talked about before like with CBD and just like sleeping and the blue light glasses we've talked about in other episodes is that your cortisol follows your circadian rhythm so what it's supposed to do is supposed to peak in the morning and decline towards the end of the day and Sam and I were just talking about this earlier we did a test like a couple years ago and it basically I think we did it was a saliva test right it was like yeah probably like three years ago if you guys have been following us when we started our little health journey we were like trying to grasp at straws of anything that was going on with us which that's probably still holds true. The cord is, um, that's mainly what we'll go into, but when Alexis goes further into your adrenal glands, but that's mainly the reason why we limit our caffeine. I still have like those ver bars that have like green tea. I'll have teas that have caffeine in it sometimes, but I don't really do coffee anymore. So your cortisol levels can definitely fluctuate throughout the day depending on what stress you experience. So, you know, with most of us, you're probably stressed out throughout the day. It could be something mental, emotional, physical, and your cortisol responses to that. So it can become a problem when you're just obviously in fight or flight all the time, which I feel like a lot of our society is, and you probably don't even realize it. Like, I don't think I even realize it either because I'm just constantly, from the moment I wake up, I'm on my phone, and you're just stressed out. You get an email, an email comes in. You're like, oh my God, I got to answer it. Then you start your workout or whatever, and your body's in more stress. And then you go to lunch, you probably take more meetings, whatever. And you're just constantly, your kid's you know, something in your house breaks, your kids do something, they hurt themselves, you are just constantly stressed out and you're never calm and your body never gets a break. So we definitely evolved in a time, I think our bodies were not meant, what, through our research, our bodies are not really meant to be in this much stress all the time. Like you can manage it a little bit, your body can t- take it, but not when you're constantly 24-7 stressed out. So, you know, all of us, then also with working out, that's another issue is that a lot of us do, I know Sam and I, when we first started working out probably like seven or eight years ago, it was mainly to deal with stress that we had going on with work or whatever. And I feel like people do that. It's a stress reliever for them. And they just go do like a ton of HIIT workouts or a lot of cardio, a lot of running, a lot of cycling, whatever. But that can also really affect your cortisol levels because if you're just constantly putting your body at stress, your cortisol spikes and it doesn't really get a break. And then 
Also, a lot of people, like you, Sammy, we were talking earlier, a lot of people like to work out at night, too. And they're saying that that can also affect that it. That can mess up your circadian rhythm, I think. It can mess up how your body, because you're supposed to be winding down, and it can it can make you, make your cortisol spike, which kind of messes, it should be going down at that time. So, um, it can kind of mess up your cortisol levels, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, actually. and they're saying if you're already at a stress, like a high stress already, then going and doing these very intense workouts where your body's at more stress can be very detrimental, which like I was saying, I think that a lot of people, maybe maybe you guys are really good at calming down and your body can take it, but if you're constantly stressed out, like let's say you're going through a really stressful time in your life and like maybe like a relationship or something with family or work or whatever, and then you go do a really intense workout every day of the week, your body just doesn't, isn't allowed, this cortisol can't come down at all. So, um, because when you're working out like that, it spikes. It can be an issue for some people. So um, we, we've we talked about this in other episodes, but, you know, they definitely recommend doing lower-intensity workouts, especially if you're going through a stressful, stressful time in your life. And we've talked about that, that we really changed our workouts up. I mean, you guys know we did our half marathon, but that's probably the most intense workouts that I do. Like, I'm a, we don't do that anymore. But um, when we were running a lot, I think our bodies were definitely experiencing high cortisol. But since we know about the high cortisol stuff and we're kind of aware about it, I think we were pretty good at like only running two or three times a week, even though we were training because I want my body to have a break. I am still incorporating a lot of Pilates, a lot of rebounding, which is great for lower intensity workouts. It doesn't put your body at stress. Um, and even that we do have a Peloton bike, we only use it two to three times a week. I don't do, and I only do 20 minutes. So I'm not trying to do something too intense, but you know, everybody's different and you just want to be mindful of that. So, you know, like the working out, I thought would be something good to talk about because a lot of people, I think we're all so, I mean, there's hit classes basically every, on every block, you know, I feel like in Dallas, there's another cycling class or another weight and hit workout, which are great to do, but just be mindful. If you feel like your body um, isn't reacting well, or you feel like you're having trouble sleep, if you feel like your circadian rhythm is off, you could might want to look at like your cortisol levels and kind of figure out what you could do to kind of get them back in balance. There's a lot of things you can do to kind of help balance them. So some of the things they recommend are sleeping a full seven to eight hours a night, which I'm not the best at sometimes. Sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's a little less, but try to do that, especially, you know, when you can. I know sometimes it's hard with work and stuff or kids, but try to make it more an effort to do that. Fueling properly and eating enough. I feel like a lot of people, um, when you're stressed out, you either eat a lot or you don't eat enough. So make sure that you're eating, um, just eating enough food and not forgetting to eat. Smoking and drinking less, I feel like that's an obvious thing, but I feel like, again, when you're really stressed out, people might drink. They do that to cope with stress or even smoke, and maybe just swap that out with, like, a sparkling water or something um, or, like, a mocktail to kind of replace that. And you can take adaptogens, especially ashwagandha. So we're actually taking one that I can link in the show notes. We've been taking that one. It's like um, an ashwagandha blend, I think, and it's from the same brand as the protein powder that we use. So I'll link it for you guys if you guys are interested. We've been taking it probably for like a month now, but um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak to it because I know it takes a while for it to, go, to get an effect, but I think it's worth trying. It's just a natural herb, so it doesn't hurt to try it. Journaling is something that I do a lot. I do it every night. I just, I've talked about this before, but I just will write like a little paragraph of what I did that day and I'll write something good that happened like to keep it more positive, but it's really nice just to reflect back on it and I feel like it lets you like brain dump a lot of stuff. So 
I would try that. Going to therapy is another option. And I think we've talked about that before, I think. But I think it's a great way to kind of talk to someone outside of your world and someone that can give you more insight into things that you're going through. Spend time with more friends and have uh, just like time away from stressors that you're thinking about all the time. And it just kind of really relaxes you. I mean, it should relax you. <laughs> they shouldn't stress you out. Your friends laugh more. And then meditating. We have talked about that. We've done a whole episode on that. I think last year or the year before, we did an episode on meditation. And we, I'll be honest, I've kind of fallen off that wagon. But I want to get back yeah, on really it. Need to get back yeah, on there's it. so many apps you can use. I used to use the Calm app. There's Insight Timer. There's a few other ones that are really good. So uh, I wanted to also share some things that cortisol can do to your body because this is how I kind of started reading about it. So cortisol can really affect, like, have a lot of effects on your body. But some of the ones you might notice are you will gain weight, especially around your abdomen and stomach. So if you're like somebody who's really fit. You work out all the time. Your diet is really on point, and you just feel like I don't understand why, like below my belly button specifically, like right that area below, you are carrying like extra weight. Um, that's like one of the main, re- like the main effects that you can have, and I feel like it affects affects males, females all the same way. So if that's you, that's probably something a sign that you need to get your cortisol in check. Mood swings, which I know that can relate to a lot of things, but. When it's out of whack and out of balance, you're really going to have a lot of mood swings. Fatigue and poor sleep, feeling tired but, quote, tired but wired. You probably heard that saying before. Increased urination, irregular periods and fertility problems. High blood pressure. You can have acne or changes in your skin. Muscle aches and pains, changes in libido, and excessive thirst. I mean, you might not have all of those, but those are symptoms of high cortisol levels. So, Didn't want to scare you guys, but just be mindful of it. Because again, at the end of the day, it's something that we can control on our own. And I'll be honest, this is like I'm talking to myself because I need to hear these things. So that's our little insight into cortisol. So that's what we have for that. And kind of going off that, um, on that kind of note, we wanted to get into a little another topic, this one relating to self-trust. And at first, when I was reading an article the other day, and that's what sparked me to want to talk about on the podcast, because at first I was like, what does that, what does self-trust mean? Like, okay, doesn't everyone have like trust in themselves? But that's not really what it means. And I thought when I started reading about it, I was like this, I relate to it so much and so did Alexis. So I figured all of you guys would relate to it as well. Self-trust is basically... The mindset that whatever comes your way, you can handle it. So it's basically, it is having trust in yourself, but it's a level deeper, basically that you can, when stuff comes your way, like I said, you're able to handle it and you have faith in yourself that you can do it. So pretty much what gets in the way of it is basically going against yourself, abandoning yourself and self-trust and having a relationship. It's basically having a relationship with yourself and it's no different than the relationships you have with your friends, your family, um, those close to you, significant others. And I think people often neglect themselves because you're you're just used to having relationships with other people. But I find when I was reading these articles, like I was saying, I was like, I related to it so much. And I feel like, like we were talking about stress, stress something gets in the way. You get so busy with your job, with work, with everything like that. You take time to have the me time and build that relationship with yourself all the time. So some of the ways you can help get that back on track is you want to, first off, obviously, you want to spend time with yourself. But like I said, you want to put the time in like you would 
you know, if you're going to hang out with your friends or your significant other, you want to make sure you're doing that with yourself. If your schedule is so tightly packed, and that's why I was like, okay, this is me. If it's so tightly packed that you really don't have any quiet time or time by yourself, self-trust is likely to be down in the dumps. <laughs> um, like they were basically saying, if you go to bed with your mind racing and stuff like that, it could be a sign that you really need to take time to decompress, which is like the obvious thing, and really just take time to be alone and not be working and doing other things. So the other thing is you want to be able to be in dialogue with yourself. And that's why when Alexis was talking about um, meditating and journaling, this kind of fits right into it. So you want to make sure that you can journal, that you can meditate, that you can just lay down and breathe. Um, you know, that's part of yoga too, is just taking the breaths and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the journaling is good because it allows you to just get some of the thoughts that are just floating around your head. And then when you put them down, I feel like it just it's so there's something about it that's so cathartic and also being able to reflect back on that like in months later so I think that's a good way to sit down with yourself because when you're talking to someone else you probably text them probably have uh conversations with yourself but that's kind of the only way I mean I don't like to sit there and talk to myself normally so like journaling is like the way that you kind of like get those thoughts out yeah and then going on that you want to make sure you have um time to just take check in with yourself and see how your emotions are doing like I know for me this past week I felt kind of like down I know it's kind of normal 2020 has been kind of weird obviously if you're a girl and you're dealing with hormones fluctuating that can like I will do that with myself that I will say I do I'm like okay I feel kind of blood today like I let myself be emotional but I try to figure out what like give myself space to figure out why I'm emotional and kind of sit down and process why I think that um because it's normal to be emotional. It's normal to think that way. But I think if you try to bury it under the rug and you're like, I can't feel that way or you don't let yourself feel that way because you, you instead just, which I know I'm guilty of that too. Lex and I will both fill ourselves up with work. I feel like, um, you know, I know I've talked about this a lot. Sometimes I think it's easy to do that when you're upset about something. You'll just bury yourself in with work or workouts or social time, which is not bad. But instead of understanding why you feel that way. Yeah. And then another thing you can do is, Similar to like, and I guess this is how I would do, I would probably journal this, but you could write stuff that you like about yourself and maybe things that you don't like yourself about yourself and just kind of like sit with that and reflect on it. You can even make comments about what you could do to improve on those too. Like for myself, I hate that I work too much and I don't like make a separation. So I feel like that's, you can start making like a realistic goal. And then you could, after that, you could talk to other people about it. But I think it's good to just kind of talk to yourself in a way and reflect on it and have self-reflection. Um, this is something that we've talked about before and taking risks, you know, with yourself. Um, you need to be willing, obviously, I think there's calculated risks and there's just risks that you just kind of make. But I think it's good. It's a good way that you can build self-trust yourself, knowing that you can do it and you can get through anything. Kind of thinking about things you've done in the past. Like Sam and I were talking about this. Like if we're like feeling kind of down or defeated, we think about all the things that we've accomplished and you kind of pat yourself on the back and give yourself recognition that you were able to accomplish it. And if you got through that, you can get through anything and just realize how strong you are and how much faith you should have in yourself. So I think that's a good thing to, remem to remember. And then going off that, we keep saying going off that, but they all kind of go together. You want to set realistic goals for yourself just as much as you want to be hard on yourself and be successful. I think these are, if you guys are like us and you just can work yourself nonstop, I, these are all things that are basically saying be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself and set realistic goals. But, you know, let's say you're going to work for six hours a day. 
do something for yourself to reward yourself and also so that you can keep setting these goals for yourself and you don't feel burnt out. We've been trying since the quarantine started. We try to go on a walk every single day. Of course, it's easy like with the stress and the cortisol and everything we're saying, it's easy to make it kind of turn into a workout because I'm like so hard on myself. I can be like, well, I can walk further. But it's like it's supposed to be something that's mindless and or mindful, I guess. It's mindful. Well, it's mindless, but it's also mindful, I guess. But it's just something that clears your head and you take a break for yourself. So that's kind of going on the reward yourself topic. You want to make sure that you're actually doing those things for yourself. If you're going to work for eight hours a day and you say, okay, once I work eight hours a day, once I work six hours a day, I'm going to take an hour break and go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go on a walk. But this is the one that really spoke to me because I feel like I do that all the time. I say, I'm going to work for four hours and then I'm going to go on a walk and then I'm going to go run this errand and I don't. I'm like, well, I can just push another hour. But basically, in a lot of the articles I was reading, they were saying that when you do that to yourself, you don't realize that you're kind of sabotaging yourself. And yeah, you're setting these goals for yourself. But at the same time, you're kind of showing yourself that you don't really trust yourself because you're showing your body not to trust you because yourself because you're telling someone, oh, okay, I'll be there in an hour, but you're not really there. They're not they're going to lose trust in you. So you have to remind yourself that even though it's yourself you're dealing with, you're an important person too. So you got to really focus on keeping your promises like, I'm like that in my everyday life. I don't like break. Like, if I tell someone to be there, I say I'm going to do it. But then when it comes to myself, you guys might relate to this. You're just kind of like, well, I'm on the grind. I don't want to stop. I'm being productive. But you're kind of lying to yourself. At the, you're cheating yourself out at the same time. Another one that is really great to think about doing in your life is working out your problems yourself. So it might seem kind of silly or it might be like, okay, I already do that. But I feel like I do this a lot. Like I feel like if I am having an internal conflict or a conflict with someone, sometimes I'll lean on like my really good friends or for me, my bestie, Alexis, or I'll talk to my mom because she's like really good at those kind of things and solving through problem solving. But I feel like um, it's really important to know, to tell yourself that you can, you can do it yourself and to solve issues yourself. And it's so true because if you're constantly leaning on other people to help you, you feel like every time something goes wrong, you're like, you gotta, you feel like you gotta go out, reach out for help. You got someone to help you. You need them to help, try to figure out what to say, what to do. It's great because you feel better about it. Like you feel like a weight slipped it off. But then when something happens, every time you feel like you have to go reach out to these people. So there's something to be said about being able to handle it yourself. And when you do solve the problem, you feel like, oh, I did that myself. And you feel so much more empowered. And again, these are all things that build that foundation of self-trust, you know, trusting your own self. Yeah. And then another thing is, is standing up for yourself. So you obviously, you know, when you go through something and you feel like you're disrespected or whatever, and you, you put your foot down, you say like, I don't deserve this or whatever, you know that you feel really good when you do that. But when you really think about it, it shows that you really trust yourself and you've given yourself the credit you deserve. So I think it's another thing that's really important to acknowledge is that when you stand up for yourself, you're really going back on your self-trust and how much you care about yourself. And when I, when I was talking about um, trusting yourself to make the right decisions and problem solve by yourself, you can also make a list, like Alexis said, it was talking about earlier, make a list of attributes you like about yourself that helps to show positive things about yourself, which always helps. But also, you could also write down the times that you made decisions or you problem solved yourself and how those became good outcomes and good decisions. Because again, that just like, think about what you would tell your friend. If they were like down in the dumps about something, you'd say, well, look, you did this. This was a great outcome. You did this for yourself. Think about what you would do with your friends or people that are really close to you and just start doing those for yourself. Again, I'm saying all these things as I need to start doing for yourself. But 
it was kind of an aha moment to me because you would, you don't think about building those relationships. You think about all the people that you need to you need to be closer with your friends. You need to be there for your family. You think your coworkers, but you don't think about what you need to do for yourself. And I know people say me time, but this kind of goes a little bit a level deeper. Um, I'm gonna finish off with the last one to kind of help build that trust within yourself. Is it seems kind of obvious, but avoid people who shame you or just don't make you feel good about yourself. I think indirectly, you're not realizing it. People that are toxic in your life, you don't realize how much they're impacting what you think of yourself and until they're like out of your life or until you maybe you do all these exercises and you think about, oh my God, this is really deterring how I think about myself. But you know, obviously you don't want it to be yourself. So if it is you who's making yourself toxic, you, you might want to work on all these little um, exercises we talked about. But you just want to be around people that lift you up, that make you feel like you're being a good person. You're becoming your own. They always say that in relationships. You want to date someone that makes you a better person, like those cliche lines. But it's so true. You want to you want to be with yourself that makes yourself a better person. You want to be with your friends that make you better people. They make you more positive. They make you grow more. It's okay if they're challenging you. and They're like, okay, you can improve on this. Just say so you can tell yourself you can improve on this. But if you constantly feel like you can't live up to their standards or you constantly feel like you're not enough, those are probably people that you want to slowly shut out of your life and maybe spend less time with and focus on people that make you feel really productive and positive and make you want to continue to grow. So we're going to finish off on another topic with our favorite for this week. And that's going to be this protein powder that we've been using. Um, you guys probably may have seen it in our stories, but we've been loving it. And we thought we'd share and hear a little bit more about it. So we used to use protein powders in excess back in the day. <laughs> we would use ones that were just like whey protein or we used to love that Quest. Uh, I think it's like a casein and uh, wait. It's the Quest protein powder. Yeah, it's really great for baking. I used to love, I used to bake with it all the time. I didn't really do shakes, but I would bake with them. And ever since we went plant-based, I don't I don't eat the Quest bars or doing that kind of stuff anymore just because of the whey protein, the dairy in them since we're plant-based. But for a while, we just did no protein powders. I don't really, I try to get my, all my protein or I don't really track protein anymore, but I try to get a lot of it from like natural foods. I try to eat everything that's not packaged, just like whole foods. But um, we found this brand because I've been like looking for a protein uh, powder to use just once in a while or if I'm craving something sweeter or if I just wanted to bake with something, I was like, I want something to have. But there's so many on the market, like a lot of vegan ones and I just, they're so chalky. I don't, they're gross. They don't blend well. Um, and so we've tried quite a few, but this one that I found a couple months ago, um, I actually ended up loving, so I wanted to share with you guys. And we've been using it. We got Taylor tried it and he loved it. I've had a few other people try it, and they actually like it too. Even people that were using whey protein before. So I will say it's a little bit of a different taste than whey if you're used to that. But this one is exactly what I would recommend because it's just very simple ingredients. It doesn't have all these extra ingredients in it. That it's this one is all organic and non-GMO, which is very hard to find. Yeah, and some of them kind of say that at the front, and then you turn around the yeah. back, and they have a bunch of added So this stuff. one is actually from Food Babe. If you guys don't know her, she is just amazing. She is – go follow her Instagram. She shares – she's been around a while, but she shares all these different things about um, our food industry and how they lie to you. She's a book called Feeding You Lies that I really recommend reading. It's a little sciencey, but it really – she just hammers in – how you know bad the pesticides are, and she kind of. If you guys have watched any of the Netflix documentaries, she's kind of. I would say she's kind of like something like that, where she talks about basically all the lies that the food industry feeds you. 
essentially. Yeah. And um, how they try to cover up stuff. So she really, um, she got a lot of crap for it actually at the beginning, but she really went into um, all the stuff that they try to cover up and it's really pathetic and sad, but she, this is her own product line. So yeah. She has a bunch of other uh, products, but the protein powder, and I think I mentioned earlier in the episode, she has an ashwagandha um, supplement that we've been using. But anyway, this is her plant-based protein powder. It's all certified organic. It has only six ingredients. These are the ingredients. It has an organic protein blend, which is organic pea protein, organic pumpkin seed protein, and organic chia seeds, which those are all great for you. Then it has organic alkanized cocoa. This is for the chocolate one. Organic vanilla powder and organic luhan guo, which is the sweetener that they use in it. And I'll talk about that in a second. But um, a lot of other protein powders, she was giving an example on their website. You can just pull it up yourself. It has a bunch of other fillers in it like brown rice protein, inulin, um, erythritol, natural flavors, guar gum, stevia. So there's a lot of things. And I will say stevia, I use a little bit. Like I use the liquid stevia, which I know is not the best. It's better to use like maple syrup or honey because those are more pure. But a lot of protein powders will have a label like that. It has a lot of other stuff. Which like it's not it's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's but just, if you're looking yeah. for like the top top, this is the one I'd recommend because it has only six ingredients, all organic. It so doesn't and it won't bloat you. Like yeah. xanthan gum. Some people are sensitive like xan like fillers, like thickeners, like xanthan gum and guar gum and stuff like that. So if you're someone that has gotten kind of bloated off, um, even a plant based protein powder, because I know whey will sometimes bloat people, but. This one I haven't really been bloated from like any like I haven't noticed like, a difference when I when I drink it. So I love it. It's been good to like it's easy to mix. Um, it doesn't get like chalky and the flavors. Some people said it was too sweet, but I like I didn't think it was like I thought it was the perfect amount of sweetness. And it's great because you don't feel like you have to add sweetener to it. You just can eat it like that mixed with almond milk or water and it really doesn't even taste bad. Yeah. So they have a chocolate and a vanilla. I don't know which one do you prefer? I honestly love both. Like, I think I've used both in my smoothies. I like both. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. I'm more of, like, a chocolate person, so I thought that's what I'd gravitate towards. But the vanilla is so good with, like, fruit. Um, so is the chocolate. We have the chocolate today with fruit. But they're both great. Um, I've actually mixed it with, like, pumpkin for, like, the fall. You can put, like, cinnamon and pumpkin and vanilla or chocolate powder. You can do smoothies with banana, wild blueberries, spinach, all that yeah. stuff. You can bake with it. And they don't use, for the vanilla one, they don't use natural vanilla flavor. A lot of them will use, like, flavored products. But theirs is... Well, that's a big thing. She's not into yeah. natural flavors, so... So they use organic vanilla beans, and they add organic monk fruit to have to add a little bit of sweetness to it. And so that's what I love about theirs because... And also theirs, the nutrition facts, they um, only, use, only have 2 grams of sugar per serving, and obviously, it's all plant-based. Um, and if you've read her book, you understand that she's very strict about the ingredients. So that's why I know that I can trust her using her protein powder. I know it's not like a real food, but I feel like I'm okay using it because of that of that reason. And we've been using it in the morning. We've been using it. Um, I just will use my little blend jet blender that I shared on Instagram. I'll use, um, I'll do like a half a scoop, sometimes one, but I feel like a whole scoop is like a little too much for me. I feel like overly full. A half scoop. With, but if you're someone who normally eats Yeah, so if much. you do protein a lot, then you, you could do a whole scoop. Um, I'll do a half a scoop with spinach, um, some frozen blueberries. I'll use the wild ones. And then spirulina, I do like a teaspoon of that. And almond milk, and I just blend that up and I eat it like as a smoothie bowl and I put some more blueberries on top. 
Um, you could also just drink it with just almond milk or just water. You don't have to do all those extra things in it. Um, but I think it tastes good. Samson, you could do it with the pumpkin. There's so many ways you can have it. And I think they have a um, 30, because when we first ordered initially, I was like, I don't want to like it. But they do a 30-day money-back guarantee. So um, if you don't like it, you know, you can give it back. They also have a subscribe option, which if you guys are going to use it every day, I think that's the way to go. I think it's the way to go with supplements and protein powder, stuff like that, if you use them every day um, because you get like a little bit of a discount if you do it. So I would recommend going that route. And of course, you can always get your money back, but I think you guys will love it because we are pretty picky and I like both of them. And like I said, I've had other people try them and, and they really like it too. So I'll share the links for both the chocolate and the vanilla in the show notes. And if you guys have questions on it, just message us. But like I said, we're pretty You can picky. also find it and I have a protein highlight on my um, Instagram. And you can probably find it in our highlights. We have links to it too. I have a, yeah, I have a highlight yeah. too on mine. So that's all we have for this episode. I know it's a little bit of a shorter one, but we decided to keep it short and sweet. If you guys have any questions comments please message us on instagram or send us an email you can find our email it's doubledoseblog at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at alexis.bellbell and at samantha bellbell and we will talk to you guys soon